I want to talk a little bit on the presence in worship um, and worship outside the context of um, music. So it, it applies um, to people. Just just for a show of hands, how many people are involved in worship on some level, on like in like a church setting? Just let me see. Let me see your hands in this room. Okay, so maybe a third, maybe more. Almost quick. Um, yeah. So so I, I I want to talk a little bit about. So we we talked about presence. Um, Fire and Light, we're kind of talking about this, about this conference being um, presence and health. So we're kind of hitting both, both sides of those things. Like the presence of Jesus enables us to be whole-hearted living um, humans. And then whole-hearted living humans enables us to enter into the presence of Jesus and how both interact with, with each other. And so I, I think um, Justin's hitting um, a, bit, a bit more like the practicals of, of living um, wholeheartedly. So I, I want to get a little, little more on the presence. And so worship for me, um, being bigger than just music. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm a worship leader. That's what I travel for and what I'm kind of known for. Um, but, but worship for me is so much bigger than simply music on a stage. Um, it, it's really so much wider than just a pad ministry in the back. Just, the music and it comes in, you feel that you feel the presence come in. It's, it's, it's so much bigger than um, a band on a stage for me. Um, so I, I think really the the, the presence. What would that? That's, that's an interesting word. If you say if you say the presence, like what, what does it actually mean? Um, it's just the person of Jesus. It's, it's simply Him coming in close. And I, I feel like um, really the, the the scheming of the Father since the beginning of time was simply to come close. And worship is, all, of all the different de- um, definitions, it's, it's simply a, a bowing, bowing down. If you, if you look into the roots, it's, it's a bowing down into the dust. But the Father first hovered over the dust and breathed life into us. And then we animate through Adam. You were in Adam, um, so to speak. And he breathed his life into him. And so as, as the Father is breathing life into Adam, he animates, he comes alive, he opens his eyes, and the first thing he sees is the Father hovering over and breathing life into him. And so the, the very breath that the Father breathed into Adam is the very breath that we use wow. to then pour out praise. So it's, it's this beautiful exchange. Life of the Spirit is always an exchange, right? I, I, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. We bring our brokenness for his wholeness. We bring um, our ashes for his beauty. Like, like it, it's, it's all of it. But as we exchange, suddenly we start to realize we don't just have ashes. We have actual beauty inside of us. And then we start giving it away to people. And Bill, Bill Johnson, one of my favorite quotes he said, is that we owe the world an encounter with Jesus. That we actually owe them a, 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 a collision with the smile of God. We, we owe them a, um, a reckoning with a happy God that's actually in love with us, like wildly in love so that, that's something that we've tasted too much. How could you not give it away? So I, I think even a little bit of side note, a little bit of context even for personal emotional health because that, that can get really all about me. I love it. I teach, I teach several classes on head-to-heart journey, like emotional health, wholehearted living. But if we're not careful, it can get very me-centric. And how am I feeling? What personality type am I? How do I interact with the world around me? I love that stuff. I geek out on all the different personality tests. I love it so much. But if I'm not careful, it can become me-centric. And the gospel was always meant to keep Jesus at the center of it all. And there's no higher gift than for us to be like him and for us to keep him at the center. 
because he's like he's he is the creator so there's no higher gift than for us to be like him and likened unto him that's a process of working it out so the emotional health thing for me is the more whole you become the more healed you become the more um you you can't help but give it away right if you've ever i i I love food um so much the lord counters me through food um, let's really no, Melvin. Thank you, Jesus, for your We are the we are in close to the CBD today on Chapel Street at an amazing restaurant, and I, I I literally taste food. We had macarons yesterday. We were walking in the uh, South Melbourne Market, and they had macarons, and they were t- they, we were walking. I tasted, and, and they were um they're they're talking to me about back and forth. I was like, mm-hmm, just give me a second, give me a second. Why? Because that's worship to me. That really works. Pause there. I'm going to come back to that. But so the emotional health, when, when, you, when you actually can, we're going to have a cry, so i But um, when, when, you, when you actually um, enter into emotional health and are understanding who you are, you can't help but be like, hey, have you tasted this? It's so sweet. It's amazing. It's transformative. So that is in, when you grow in your confidence in who you are, you can't help but not give it away. How could you not? Right? When you have an abundance, when you live an abundant life, you're like, I have too much. Take some of this here. Take some of this here. You're in the grocery line. Take some of this here. You're in uh, the bank. Take some of this here. It's just, it's just simple. It just comes out of you. So the more transformed we spend on our times developing, the more we can give away. Jesus spent 30 years developing. We have no recollection of his 30 years other than him in the temple. Just once. Was he doing stuff? Not sure. But he wasn't doing miracles up until the time of when he changed the water into wow. wine. And it wasn't a time yet set forth for him to go. But relationship allowed Mary to pull him into a season of now. So there, there, there's seasons of time where, where you do, I think, develop you. And that's not selfish. And religion wants to come in and say, don't develop you. You're, you know, low. You're, you're, you're not worth it. You're, you're, this, this false humility thing comes to push down. But actually, Jesus spent years in emotional health growing in favor with God and with man growing in favor with God Jesus had to grow in favor with God as well as with man so that means developing relationships I've grown in favor with Justin over the years we've been been doing this I met him what seven eight years ago five years ago (laughs) but but, but I've grown in favor with Justin as well as he's grown in favor with me but <laughs> um, we, you grow in favor with people, and, and you, you become more and more close. And time can't be replaced. Teaching, revelation, gifts, time cannot. Nothing can replace time. And, and so you, you grow in favor with God and man. So you spend time developing yourself. It's not selfish at all. But then from that place, how could you not launch into the place of presence, releasing evangelism, all that kind of stuff? So the presence of, of worship. Why? Why worship? Because in worship we become like him. In worship we, we become what you set your eyes on. Have you ever seen some of those those jokes where like dogs look like they're humans? Have you seen some of those like comparisons? <laughs> or like obviously like kids becoming and looking like, like 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 their parents. You become what you behold. You become what you become like what you put in front of you all the time, right? If you're, if you love sports, you love footy, and you're always watching your team over and over again, you're naturally probably going to buy gear and swag like them. Why? Because you're beholding that team in front of you. I know it's a little bit of a stretch, for example, but but it, it really is true. You're becoming like what you honor and you you behold. So worship is a simply honoring and and increasing. 
um, what's in front of you to be have a bigger God than the bigness of your situation. That's just worship. It's a simple getting out of yourself and exalting the Lord, right? And it's, it's this beautiful, the very breath that entered into Adam is the same breath that we use to pour back out. We've sang greatly to the Lord today. It's your breath and my lungs, we pour out our praise, right? And you're pouring out your praise like an oil, like Mary did at, at, at Bethany's. So you're pouring out your praise. And so for, for, for me, that's, that's a bit of the why. For me, worship is so much bigger than just music. Obviously, I love music. I love, I love worship. But everything you do is worship unto the Lord. Everything you do, whether it's Excel forms or you're melding or welding metal or you're doing, you're just doing your normal job. Whatever it is, it's construction, it's education, it's nursing, it's whatever. You're in the political government system. Whatever it is you're doing unto the Lord, that is worship. So for me, I find the Lord in everything all around me. Um, so food is one silly great example so he's not the macaron there's a difference in macarons and macaroons macaroons are the coconut cookie macarons are the french little two layer guy that we fill in the middle for those of you who want to know come come misconception so I'm, I'm walking down yesterday and I'm like, oh, this is, and we're like, we're like comparing Macron's to each other. Like, no, mine's best. No, mine's best. No, mine's best. <laughs> it was amazing though. I think that's a beautiful example of our life with, 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 with Jesus, where literally what, what you're given in a beautiful way, you're like, no, mine's the best. And like, we all were sharing different ones in the salted caramel, one was strawberry balsamic, one was um, like passion fruit, but we, we were all like comparing different ones and all of us very confident, like, no, mine's the best, like, my, mine is, mine is the best. I think there's an ownership inside of you for you to look like what Jesus manifests himself to you like. So I, I think for a long time we've, we've thought that worship has to look like us singing songs in church, and that's fine, but some of you, that's, that's probably for most of you, that's probably what, a, a half of a percentage of your time in a given week? Like, I mean, it, it, your, your time in worship at church and corporate worship is very, very, very little. But so then when you expand it beyond into everything you do is unto the Lord. Everything you do, suddenly it broadens your horizon that, wow, what I'm doing right now, I feel the pleasure of the Lord. Yeah. Brother Lawrence is a, was an old monk, mystic monk. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember how long ago, hundreds of years ago. I can't remember what time period he was in. But he has a book, Practicing the Presence. And people mm-hmm. come from all over the countryside to watch him wash dishes. I've never seen a dishwasher that I've been very inspired by. I'm going to sit here for hours and watch you wash dishes. But literally, people would come from all over the countryside because he would sit there and he'd wash dishes and he'd feel the pleasure of God in washing the dishes. It's amazing. Life is so much more simple. So much more beautiful. Right? Find him in whatever you're doing in front of you. And I think that... That, that becomes our, our worship unto the Lord. And suddenly it's so much bigger. And then you become a worshiping people. And if you become what you're like, if you're always worshiping, then you will always be with him. And suddenly you don't need another dose of a conference or a book or a speaker. I love all those things. I'm doing it right now. Right? But, but I don't need another thing to fill my tank because Jesus already filled my tank. Right, I'm not. I'm not looking to other things. You will find a you'll find a way to fill your need. I love that. You'll you'll find another way to fill the hole inside of you, good or bad. You'll find it somewhere. Now you'll you'll find it. It may not fill you over long, but if but when you taste the satisfaction and the wholeness of Jesus, man, it's hard to go back. 
you can't, it's once you've seen it, you know, once you've felt it, you feel his, his closeness, his nearness, you're messed up. You, know, you can't go back. Why would you, why would you do anything else? So this, this, this idea, I, I think for, for us, I, I just love to empower us, um, to be, to be a people that actually find the Lord in everything that, that worship him in our presence centered in any given moment, you can feel the Lord, right? And you're watching, whoop, you're you're watching you're watching a, a, a game on TV and you and you feel the pleasure of God. You guys can share it to fire. That old old movie. Nobody come on, somebody. Right. So the, the, I I love the the line of that movie is like, why do you run? Oh, when I run, I feel the pleasure of God. Ah, that's amazing. Like like when you're doing what you're doing, when you say running, you don't think holy activity. Right? You don't think. But if you are a holy priesthood, right, you, which you are, so the Levites were the tribe of Judah that, that were tasked with um, the priestly worship unto the Lord, right? They didn't have an inheritance. All the other tribes had an inheritance. They had land allocated to them. They had different resources allocated to all the other 11 tribes. But the 12th tribe, the, the, the Levites, their inheritance was the Lord. Then Paul comes in and says, you're a holy priesthood. That you all now are all like the tribe of Levites. So all of you who have been filled with the Spirit of God are like the tribe of Levites. And your inheritance is the Lord. There's no better inheritance. There's nothing better. No amount of gold, no amount of wealth wealth and um, riches and resources could actually empower you beyond um, the, the presence of Jesus. So your inheritance now is the Lord. You inherit me. And when the Lord comes... All the other things come with it. Blessing, financially, relationships, all, all the things. When he walks into a room, everything changes all around him. So your inheritance is the Lord's. So it's your portion now to inherit him. But then since you now are a holy priesthood, a Levitical tribe set aside similar to the tribe of Judah, which their entire being, their entire um, culture as a tribe was to minister unto the Lord, to light the sacrifices, to light the candles, to um, take care of the tabernacle where, where the presence of God was, God was housed. Now you all are the tribe of the, your Levitical priests that bring your offering into the Lord, whether you're walking your dog or you're leading worship or speaking in a church. Everything unto the Lord. So simple. So, so simple. I think sometimes we categorize this, this idea that, that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a leader in the church and therefore I'm not in ministry. No, you're in full-time ministry. Just do whatever you're doing unto him. It's beautiful. Just do whatever you're doing unto him. Just get get rid of this little voice that comes in and says, you're not doing enough for the kingdom. You could be doing more, right? You're a brick mason and you're, you're laying bricks, but you're feeling the pleasure of God when you run, when you lay bricks, whenever you're doing whatever you're doing. If you do it unto him, can you feel the smile of God all around you? Can I just pray for you guys really quick? I, I, I just feel, I, I feel, I feel like I'm lifting right now and inside of people. There, there's, I'm watching like freedom happen. There's just, there's a lifting of thinking. I feel like you're lifting of shame right now for some of you that felt like I'm not doing enough for God. Oh, hogwash. <laughs> not doing enough for God? You don't get to do a thing for God. He doesn't need you. He wants you. It's a big difference. There's a really, really big difference. And there's no higher gift he could give you than the gift of worship and whatever you do. 
Yeah, so right now I, 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 I do release just freedom in this room. I lift off um, even small thinking that says you're not doing enough for the Lord. If that's you, why don't you just put your hand just, just out, out a little higher in front of you. I just want to see who that is in this room. Wow. Yeah, I just lift off shame. I lift off heaviness. It says whatever you're doing isn't enough. That it's not the highest calling. Your highest calling is to worship Jesus and to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. That's number one. I remind you of that right now. I lift off heaviness that, that says that, that you need to do something else in order to, to please God. Oh. <laughs> Just let that one go. That one's here to eat your lunch. And you, got, you have more and better, better things to do. So I lift off this heaviness that says that, that whatever you're doing is second rate. He has put you for such a time as this, right now, in the middle of everything that's happening politically, geographically, everything that's happening for such a time as this, he has positioned you and, and uh, bore you into your family, placed you in your job, put you in every single line of, of work, every single um, moment of history he has put into you to reveal his nature, but to love him. Love the Lord your God. I just lift off pressure off of you. That says whatever you're doing in second rate. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Real simple, guys. Just real simple deliverance. Real simple, just repentance. Just giving back to the Lord. All right? I'm gonna wrap with this and then we're gonna we're gonna transition to some stuff. But um worship is simply loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, spirit. Soul, remind all your emotions, body, trying Father, Son, Holy Spirit, similar, right? We reflect and model the Trinity of God, right? Our, we're, we're a three part human. I'm diving in a little bit here. I'm kind of opening up a lot of those on you. But we're, 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 we're a, a three part um, person, and we get to worship similar um, as the Trinity does, like this, this, this beautiful back and forth. You're amazing. No, 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 Holy Spirit. You're amazing. No, Jesus, you're incredible. Father, oh my gosh, you're, it is, it's this beautiful trinity back and forth to where they're actually loving themselves and we're learning how to love ourselves and be comfortable with, with who we are. But we love the Lord your God with all your mind, your soul, and your strength. Love the Lord your God. So we're loving Jesus, so we keep that the main thing. That is the principal focus. That is everything. That is the first commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor Nudge the person next to you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Love them as yourself. Love them as yourself. You can't love them unless you love yourself. Wow. Yeah, it's good. Come on. You can't cast a crown unless you receive a crown. The elders that have the, in heaven revelation we're talking now, that, that's like that's like the worship room, that's like the worship spot, right? Like the elders in heaven, the, the, the throne room, that's like the best, better than, way better than Bethel music, way better than the song, way better than passion, way better than all the other guys, right? That's like that's like the, the, the third, right? The, those elders up there, they're casting their crowns. Why do they have crowns in their head? Because someone put a crown on their head. And or they picked it up and, and allow the Lord to crown them. And they cast their crowns over and over and over again. If you want to actually cast a crown, you actually want to worship, you have to receive the who you are. That's good. This small thinking thing, let me diminish myself, right? 
is actually not what he's come to do. He didn't come and give his life so you could just become a little involuntary nugget on the side. He didn't come for that. He, he, he came to increase who you are because he loves who you are. Rooted in humility, rooted in meekness, rooted in everything, hunger unto Jesus, everything. He's still on the throne, but we're standing tall as confident sons and daughters, yeah. right? Love it. Mm-hmm. So worship the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love your neighbor unless you love yourself. So even that loving yourself is actually a form of worship unto the Lord. Everything unto the Lord. Everyone say everything. Everything. Everything unto the Lord, right, is actually a spiritual spiritual act of worship. Everything can be done unto the Lord. All of it. So love Lord your God by your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. And I, I, I just want to even say to you, um, as, as, as I'm closing up here, that the, the, the point is to love Jesus. That really is the point. Yeah. Of everything is to love Jesus. Whether you're taking your kids to school or you're taking a shower in the morning or you're making your coffee or whatever you're doing, like just love Jesus, right? That could be a little five-second Mm-hmm. You're just aware of his presence. I believe why Brother Lawrence was so captivating, why, why his dishwashing was so captivating, was not because mm-hmm. how he scrubbed the spaghetti off the plates. <laughs> Never seen that before. It just washed right off. That's amazing, right? Like, oh, he has, he has the good stuff. He has, you know. That's the, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was that while he was washing dishes, he was loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they just came to watch him do it. Have you ever seen an artist or a creative person like do what they do best, like a master potter or a master like painter? Like, have you ever watched someone actually do art, or, like blow glass or like do an art form? And, and there's, it's just, it's all encompassing. I've, I've watched a potter. Um, I should follow him on Instagram. He, he, he pots these like crazy huge pots. Where, like he's he's down here and he'll he'll sculpt and he'll make them up to like here. And then he he's he's making these massive pots and they're spinning around. It's amazing to watch. I don't care anything about pottery. I just love his passion because he loves it. When you get when you love something enough, it will give itself to you. When you love something enough, it will give it tell you its secrets. That's George Washington Carver. Do you know who that is? He studied the peanut and he found 200 different ways to use the peanut. Amazing. African American man in the 1800s, but found like 200 different ways to use the peanut. If you love something enough, it will tell you the secrets. To this day, America uses the glue in the back of stamps. I don't know if you guys use that. I'm assuming you probably do. It's a glue that he invented. To this day, there's medicines that he invented from the 18, I, I think it's 1850s. I could be botching my history right now. A long time ago, but. He, he, he came up with things that, um, medicines that we still use today, all based on the peanut, the strong and mighty peanut, <laughs> right? He came up with all these things. That was worship unto the Lord. Everything was worship. Everything around him was worship. If you love something enough, it will give itself to you. It will tell you its secrets. I love that. So, Brother Lawrence, this, this idea that people came because he was just washing dishes, but in doing so, he was loving Jesus and seen someone wash dishes like that before. I've never seen a potter create like that before. I've never seen someone type an in, on a uh, Excel form like that before. I've never seen someone pay bills like that before. It's this beautiful simplicity of life that Jesus came to live before he did any ministry. 30 years of beautiful, simple living 
the day in and day out, growing with God, growing in favor with God, and growing in favor with man. This is beautiful simplicities of the day to day and loving life again. There's permission in this room to love life. Mm. Ooh, everyone take a deep breath. There's permission to love life again. I want to say it around my just like light is coming back to you guys. There's 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 permission to love what you're doing, right? And not compare to, to, to anything else. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. More than ministry, more than getting souls saved, more than anything else, is simply to love Him. And in loving Him, how could you not? Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. How could you not burn? Because it's what He loves, right? For those of you who are married and you are dating, you, when you start a relationship with someone, suddenly you start to love what they love. Why? Because you love them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I have a really dear friend of mine and when um, she started dating one of her, one of her uh, they, they liked the opposing teams. But she loved um, opposing basketball teams. But when, when they got married, now suddenly I'm seeing all these, like, where she had all this other gear and this other team. Now suddenly these teams are merging. I'm like, I'm seeing more and more Carolina. And you're, what's going on here? She's like, yeah, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Obviously. You love this guy. Like, you're married to him. But suddenly these, this merging. So you start to love what they love. When you love Jesus, you start to love what he loves. Just freedom, just purity, just all these things. You start to love simply because you love him. So you become like him. So easy. So, so easy. We're just remembering who we are, remembering why why we were created. This the the, the beauty of of loving and tasting God, even God all around. Mm-hmm. You're not far. It's not a compartmentalized church on Sunday, two hours, tick, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, back to church. Right? Everything is that. And the church is it was never meant to simply only be the four walls. Obviously, I love this, that's why I'm here. To, to, be, to be with you guys. But it was never meant to be that. It was meant to influence every part of your life. How could you not? When you love Jesus, just be like, oh my gosh, I love him. And he loves people. I love people. I want to love the person in the checkout line. It's good. That's worship. Everything unto the Lord. That is worship. That's presence. That is the presence of Jesus. Because when the presence comes in, when the man Jesus comes in, and you love him so much, so that you want to love what he loves, and he loves people so much that he gave his life, his entire being was for us. When he loves people, suddenly you start loving people more and more. So I would say if you're struggling or or striving to to love people more, just love Jesus. And in loving Jesus, how can you not be like, I gotta go. I, I love you, but I gotta. I gotta be with Jesus. I gotta be with people right now. I, I, I have to pour my life out. I have to talk to my my neighbor in the cubicle next to me at work. Like, hey, you ever hear about this like Jesus thing, whatever? Right? You ever, you ever hear about this? And you just start start a beautiful, simple conversation. It's worship. It's worship. It's so easy, so light, so fun. Let me pray for you. Then we're gonna do some prophetic. Do you guys want to come up here? Holy Spirit, we we thank you for your presence in this room. I lift off heaviness right now. Just all the just all the pressure. Just, whoo, just cut it with a knife right now. Like all the look, like all the puppet strings, all the do's and don'ts, all the shoulds and ought tos. Yeah, I just I, I I release them off of you right now. I release you to stand tall again. Confidence rooted in humility. Rooted in deep, deep humility. Because you know.
know where your confidence comes from, it comes from him. Lift off pressure to be or do something. I speak over you that worship can look like you. It can look like you doing whatever you does. Release it over you right now. So much easier. The light and easy yoke of Jesus. I release confidence and boldness to do what's in front of you unto the Lord consciously and be intentional with making space. Not just as back of your mind knowing that it's like actual making space to the Lord right now. Intentionality costs you something. Let it cost you a bit. David said, let me not sacrifice that which would cost me nothing. I want to worship with a bit of a cost. I want it to actually cost me something. Whatever your worship is, let it, let it cost you. Don't be afraid of making space for it. Let it be light. Let it be joy that leads you. Give you permission to be you. 